those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, who are members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the Old Testament reading from Genesis 3. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. The woman saw that the tree had fruit that was good to eat, nice to look at, and desirable for making someone wise. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. And then God said, I will make you and the woman hostile toward each other. I will make your descendants and her descendant hostile toward each other. He will crush your head, and you will bruise his heel. In the name of Jesus Christ, for whom our Savior died and lives again, my beloved. Just a couple introductory words, uh, uh, perhaps you don't know, but every first Sunday in Lent, the story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness is always read as the gospel. Because we have three-year series, you know, but every year, Jesus' temptation in the wilderness is always read as the gospel. It's kind of interesting to note that the Old Testament reading for today is the temptation of Adam and Eve. It's kind of interesting if you take a close look at the temptation of Adam and Eve and Jesus, there are uh, parallel similarities. Uh, the devil tempted Jesus and Adam and Eve to doubt. He tempted Adam and Eve and Jesus to take matters into their own hands. And he also twisted God's word. It's kind of interesting to see the parallels sort of raises the question this morning that if the devil had three shots at you what temptations would he use uh, in my family I was growing up there were four boys and um, I can remember maybe I was the oldest maybe I was seven or eight and then and the other ones were you know one year and then a couple years and then another year, four boys. And sometimes we get uh, roughhousing around the house and wrestling and whatever, and uh, uh-oh, maybe a lamp tipped over, and maybe it even broke. And uh, I think I remember my mom saying, just wait until your father gets home. And uh, every once in a while, too, my father would threaten us for when we do something bad by saying, you want a licking? Do I have to take off my belt? And he never hit us with his belt. Uh, I remember some spankings with his hand, but I can probably number a mo no more than one on one hand how many spankings we really got. But I still remember one time when I don't know what it was that I did, and uh, I knew my dad was coming home, and I hid. I had a favorite hiding place out in the alleyway. Thought I'd stay away until he uh, sort of calmed down. In the words before us this morning, two people are hiding. And they're afraid of the punishment from God. And this morning we want to see, well, how did they get there? Just exactly what happened. Well, it all started way back in the beginning, the beginning of time, when God created the world. And, boy, it would have been uh, wonderful for us to see what the Garden of Eden looked like. Probably be sort of a mixture of... Uh, 
uh, Whitnall Park and uh, maybe the domes at spring when they have the spring display, multiply that times a million, and then you'd still only have a fraction of the beauty of the Garden of Eden. Well, God put our first parents there. Now, I think you recognize that we today uh, live our lives by the Ten Commandments. It's kind of interesting to know that after creation, God gave Adam and Eve only one commandment. That's all they had. You must never eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And sometimes uh, we ask the question, why in the world would God give them a commandment in the first place? even allowing them to fall. Well, I think the Bible gives us a good answer. He gave them a commandment so that they had a special opportunity by which to show their love and thanksgiving to God for giving them all the wonderful creation. As long as they stayed away from the tree every day, they were saying, God, I love you. In the New Testament, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, I think you also recognize that when God created the world, he created three living creatures. He created animals, and he created angels, and he created humans. And whenever it was, God, some of God's angels disobeyed him. We don't know what the sin was, but they disobeyed, and they were cast into hell. And so one of those wonderful angels became the evil devil and had many followers, evil angels. And so it is, in uh, Genesis chapter 3, we see that Satan himself climbs into a snake. Now, if you ask me how or why, I'll tell you, I don't know, because the Bible doesn't tell us that either. But it does tell us what? He tempted Eve and Adam to break that one commandment. And Eve looked, and she took, and she ate, and she gave. And immediately, Adam and Eve were ashamed and afraid. And what did they do? They ran and they hid because they were afraid of what their maker would do. And so it was, Scripture says, that God came walking in the garden in the cool of the evening, giving his first two creatures an opportunity to confess and to apologize. Where are you? But God didn't find his children anymore. Instead, he found enemies who had no intention of confession or apology. Excuse and blame? Oh, absolutely. Adam? Yeah, it was that woman, that woman you gave me. Oh, what a nice response that was. Like blaming God, huh? He gave the woman in the first place. Oh, Eve wasn't going to take any blame either. That snake, that snake did it. Amazing. We are just like our very first parents, Adam and Eve. Not always ready to confess and offer apology. And so we make up a whole bunch of idioms and cliches that we invent to sort of get ourselves off the hook, you know? Well, it was just a little white lie. Well, it was just a fib. Well, you know, he ties one on every once in a while. Ah, uh, they were just up to a little mischief. Pardon my French. 
I stretched the truth a little. They have a love nest going on. I only did it once. He hit me first. Everybody does it. My parents were too strict. My teacher was too hard. I was a victim of the circumstances. We were too poor. We were too rich. I was the oldest. I was the youngest. Just like Adam and Eve. And what God could have done there in the garden. He could have destroyed everything and started all over. Strike them with fire and brimstone from heaven. Leave a black carbon hole right in the middle of the garden. That's what he could have done. He didn't do that. What he did do, and these are all consequences of the first disobedience. He told Adam, thorns and thistles now are going to get in your way and you're going to have to work by the sweat of your brow and work's going to be hard. Did you ever wonder why you don't get up in the morning and say, you know, I can't wait to eat my Cheerios so I can get to work because I just love it there. I can't wait to do my homework. I just can't wait to clean the house. To the woman, he said, I'm going to greatly increase your pain in childbirth. Uh, my wife told me that uh, I think we used the Lamaze method back then, you know, the breathing exercises. She tells me she still had pain. But the worst consequences was death now entered the world. Sin would be punished. But God also announced that he would turn his enemies back into his children once again. And so then he turns to the snake, to Satan. And he says, I will make you and the woman hostile toward each other. I will make your descendants and her descendant hostile toward each other. He will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. You see, opposition to the devil is our natural inclination as when we're born. Opposition, uh, we love the devil, we hate God is what I should say. By birth, we are in league with the devil. St. Paul says, the corrupt nature's attitude leads to death, but the spiritual nature's attitude leads to life and peace. This is so because the corrupt nature has a hostile attitude towards God. It refuses to place itself under God's authority. That's the way we're all born. And God has to do something to change us from his enemies to his children once again. And he does it with a message. A message of bruising and crushing. Now for a moment, uh, imagine that I was barefoot up here in my gown. And all of a sudden I saw a copperhead slithering down the aisle. And I didn't want it to hurt anybody. So I ran out and stepped on its head. And I killed it. But in the process, it bit me, and now I had poison in me. God declared that one descendant of Eve would crush the devil by his coming, but in the process, he would be bruised, and it was a whole lot more than that. He was hurt, he was whipped, he was spit upon, he was crucified, he shed his blood, he was bruised, but in the process, he crushed Satan's power forever. 
What does that mean? It means that the devil has no power whatsoever anymore to accuse us of any sin we have ever committed because all of our sins have been taken away. It's finished, Jesus said on the cross. By that message that God gave to the snake, he punished his son. By that message, he calls us to be his children, enemies no more. A message so powerful that it even saved Adam and Eve. It's kind of interesting how the book of Revelation says this. Revelation 13, the lamb who was slaughtered before the creation of the world. Mystery of God. But it is true. By one man, sin came into the world and death through sin. And so death spread to everyone because everyone sinned. You know what that means? You and I get blamed for Adam's sin. How can that possibly be? Because it's in our genes. That sin now is in our genes. Now, maybe some of you were born, you know, with a little crooked nose. Or maybe some of you are born with the colors of eyes that you didn't like. Or maybe you didn't like your teeth because they were too crooked. And so maybe you could go out and get a nose job. Or maybe you could wear colored contact lenses. Or maybe you could pull out all your teeth and get dentures. And now you look really good, but you know what? Still in your genes, because you got it from your dad and your mom, and you're going to pass it down on your kids. And it's the same way with sin. We get it all inherited all the way back for Adam and Eve. He gets the blame, and we get blamed just like him. Just like our first parents, we are sinners prone to excuses. Just like our first parents, enemies of God. But by the grace of God called out of the unbelieving world to be his children by a message of Eve's descendant crushed Satan's power forever. Oh, I remember back to... uh, Some of those days where I hid. Remember how Adam and Eve hid. But now, by the grace of God, instead of running from him to hide, by his invitation we run to him to hide in his arms for love and for protection. What a father! We hide, and he seeks, and he finds, and he forgives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, 
and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. 